Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch and co-host Calderness. This is episode 344, our end of the year, end of 2020 episode, best of, worst of, and everything in between. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Use code DIAL5 for 5% off your order. That's D-I-A-L-5 for 5% off your order. Does not stack with your rewards, but if you're like me and Simeon, you buy more than just uh, Hero Clicks. The singles uh, get the highest on that whole like tier thing for rewards. So I think I'm at t- level eight and I have 11% off singles, which is good. And people are like, ah, oh, well, I can't use your code anymore after that. I'm like, well, that is a lie because off of normal orders, I only have 4% off. So our code is still a better code uh, than what's normally available. Yeah. Sealed products. Uh, just recently. Uh, yeah, sealed products. Anything that's not like singles, uh, it's like card singles or hero click singles. But yeah, like anything that's not that category, like mm. 5% is a, it's a hard achievement to get with the the cool stuff ranking system. Unless you, you've already spent your 5,000 something dollars, uh, in which case you have more than 5% off and then uh, you don't need ours. But uh, I, I actually recently got a Captain America. For me, it's a mouse pad. It's what they call a... Um, I don't know, a play mat. I think it's for like lame people that play card games or something. Uh, but to me, it's just a really big Captain America mouse mouse pad, which is really cool. Uh, so yeah, like 5% off of that. It doesn't just, it doesn't have to be hero clicks with our code. You can use it for literally anything. And that's why it's the best. So joining me as always in studio is your dialage for hero clicks, heavyweight champion, uh, billionaire Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Not a whole lot. Just, you know, sitting here, recording. Wow. <laughs> look at the look at the energy brought to the show. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Simeon. Here Simian. to bring it up. This is, uh, it's because he's been uh, organizing his tournament the past few days, and that's been, I'm sure, what made you happy this week, right? In oh, which yeah, case, yeah, let's yeah. just get right into that. Yeah, uh, no. That what made you happy this last week? Running tournaments is not my thing, so uh, I, I'm hoping everyone is, and we can get into like the tournament and some stuff about it later. But I'm hoping everyone's having a fun time. It looks like over half of the pod games are done, or getting close to over half, and it is a weekend, so I'm sure that more is going to happen on the weekend than not. But uh, going into the week it looks like we'll be ready for our top cut pretty soon. Um, but what made me happy Ooh. this week is, well, I've got two things, Calder. Have you, have you okay. seen this uh, first roll of the new year kind of thing where you like roll your dice for the first time and you like share it with people and you're like, this is like, you know, indicative of, okay. Well, I saw it on Facebook. Okay. Uh, apparently no, it you, seems know, neat. you roll your 2d6 or if you're like D and D, Maybe like roll a d20 or something like that. Um, since we're hero clicks, it's 2d6 usually. 
I I thought about doing this. I saw it and I was like, eh, that'd be kind of fun. Maybe I'll take like a picture and post it or something. And then later that night, after I had this thought, I went to like a very late Christmas party where they did the saran ball like prize thing. Have you done this? Do you know what I'm talking about now? I have no idea what you're talking about. Saran ball prize okay. thing. These are all strange <laughs> words to me. Alien, if you would. Right. So I only have to explain multiple things now. Um, so yep. the saran yeah. ball prize thing, it's like a group group game, I guess it's called. Like you would call it. Um, basically, you take like small gifts and like maybe money or like gift cards or whatever. And you like saran wrap them. And then... After a few layers of saran wrap, you put some more small gifts, and then you keep doing that until it's like, uh, well, this one was the size of a small child, except in like a ball shape, mm-hmm. not like a human shape. Um, but it was, yeah, it was like a good like 30, 40 pound ball of saran wrap. I think the saran wrap might have cost more than everything that was in there, but uh, yeah, so inside like the saran wrap, the like the goal is you roll two dice and that's how many times you get to unwrap the saran wrap and anything mm. that falls out while you're unwrapping it is like your prize and then you pass the ball to the next person they unwrap it their amount of times and it keeps going and so it's kind of like this weird i don't even know how to describe it it's like a really slow piñata it doesn't like burst open like everyone has to like, take their turn <laughs> okay. to like unwrap layers and your layer may or may not have something good in it. One guy got like a can of cheese whiz. Um, I got a new knife, so that was in there. Hey. Um, all kinds of stuff. But the point of this story isn't the ball of saran wrap. It's that I had to roll two dice. So uh. my first roll of the new year was a crit miss, Calder. I <laughs> and then out of I... <laughs> out of sadness for me, out of like pity, everyone around the table was like, "Oh, go ahead and roll again." And my second roll of the new year was a crit miss, Calder. <laughs> so yeah, oh. I gotta unwrap two layers <laughs> of the saran ball on my first turn. Uh, I was like, I don't even. I don't even know because like in the back of my mind, I was like, ah, cool. I'm going to roll the dice and do that like first dice roll of like the new year kind of thing. And so that was like what was in my mind when I did it. It wasn't like, oh, I only going to unroll the like twice or anything like that. I was like, oh, it's going to be a bad year. I mean, according to my dice horoscope, which I've always trusted. That's how I get through life. Um, But yeah, that was... I think that made me happy just in like the, like, what are the chances kind of thing. Right. But also recently I picked up uh, this new collectible card game that I think's kind of been around for a little while. Uh, I know like some people have been playing it. Um, But yeah, you get to collect like certain like heroes and monsters and different like stuff like that. And you've got like different special effect cards and stuff. It's called Gwent. Have you heard of this, Calder? Are you ready? Uh, I think third time's the charm. I have not heard of Gwent. Okay, good, good. So I can go into some detail. So, Well, I just want the listeners to know, we've been talking about Simeon's What Made Him Happy for five minutes now. Uh, he can keep going. He can keep going. But, so Gwent's, uh, Gwent's this great game. 
and uh, it's it's really like sweeping the aisles. Uh, They have it in Novigrad and Skellige. If you've been to either of those places, that's like really big in there. Um, But it's a post-conjunction game, so it's got a lot of these creatures and stuff. Shut up! But it's great because like I can just walk up to like a a merchant and be like, "I knew those places were not real. I knew it. I knew something was fishy." Nope, nope. I'm sorry. Gonna have to cut you off there, Gwent. Someone somewhere. Uh, I'm livid. All right. Simeon might lose what made him happy privileges for the foreseeable future if, if we keep this Witcher nonsense going. Uh wow. I did pull speechless. a speechless one on you though. You did? No, I was like, Gwent, maybe. I was Almost, I was about to, like, Google it. I was about to, like, type it in. Like, oh, what is I will say they did. So it originally was, like, a Witcher 3 uh, (laughs) game, like, mini game inside the game. They made it into an actual, like, card game that you can play, similar to, like, Magic Arena. Oh, yeah. That version is trash to me because it's, like, about opening, like, loot boxes and getting different cards. And when it first came out, I played it when it first came out, um, like when the standalone Gwent game first came out, and I built like a pretty decent deck in beta, and then during the beta like part of it, they switched up what a bunch of the cards did, and then coming back to it like six years later, it is like 17 expansions in, and it's just unbearable. It's not nearly as fun as I remembered it being. There's like way too much going mm-hmm. on now. Mm-hmm. Alrighty then, cool. Um, I don't care. So what made me happy this week was... mm, I'm sorry. That was a bit rude to the Witcher fans. Well, I did look up Gwent, uh, and the top asks were, is Gwent a real card game? Can you buy real Gwent cards? Is Gwent better than Hearthstone? And and is Gwent dead? (laughs) Uh, So I do quite quite like these, these... Frequently searched uh, Google questions. I'm gonna answer. Uh, what yes, it is dead. It's dead to me. Uh, a New Year's party I went to. We sat around. We played uh, more Betrayal at Scooby Doo at Mystery Mansion. Scooby Doo, whatever. That was just great. So fun. Uh, I also had that Sinister Six game with me, and people were hanging out with. Was like, hey, do you want to play that? I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know how to play it. And I brought it to maybe play it, but I just don't kind of don't feel like learning the rules right now. So we didn't play Sinister Six, although it does look good. Um, so yeah, we played Scooby Doo a whole bunch of times, and then it was I don't even know what game we were playing. Something weird. Uh, oh, Impractical Jokers. This was cool. So I saw this Impractical Jokers game. If you're unfamiliar with the game Impractical, um, the game itself is based on a TV show, sort of a real life tv show it's kind of a prank show not really uh it's basically four lifelong friends compete to embarrass each other in a series of challenges uh that's sort of their little intro basically it's just like improv on the street but they tell you how to say and act to random people and you just kind of look at the awkward situations that can become of that my dad likes this show uh and these friends like the show so i i bought one of them for his christmas present practical jokers the way you play it is you each draw three cards you don't tell anybody else you're playing this game you get together with a group of friends and then in like 45 minutes, you have to do everything that is on those cards. Uh, first person to do them all wins, etc. And they were creepy. Like they were, they were strange cards. Uh, 
his were easy. He's like, all you had to do was talk about braised beef in a conversation. Uh, the other one was something else, but he had one hard one where he had to go and collect uh, locks of hair from every guest at the, oh, wow. uh, at the party. Now I, I, there's only two technical guests. Everybody else there was his family. Um, so it wasn't as weird, although we were eating at the time. And when you reach over the table uh, to grab someone's hair, it's disgusting. And I was playing along with it because <laughs> I was in on it. Everybody else was thoroughly disgusted. Now, I had one easy card and then a few dif- difficult ones. And people actually did think I was crazy. Uh, one was, uh, go excuse yourself, go to the bathroom, come back in, your T-shirt's on backwards. That one was, no one noticed. And I'm like... I've got a pretty big logo. It's not like I'm wearing a plain white t-shirt and you didn't notice. Like I've got a pretty big logo on the front, nothing on the back, but okay. No one noticed that one. One was uh, rest your forehead against a wall for 15 seconds and say, you're just stretching the forehead. Helps me not get headaches. I was able to go into that one pretty naturally when someone started talking about Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, ugh, you know, and I love D&D, but you know, it was easy Uh, anyways. But the last one was hard because I had to ask everybody in the room to empty their pockets onto the table to make sure no one stole anything because there has been a series of crime in the area. (laughs) And they looked at me like I was a psychopath. Um, But I didn't want to lose the game. (laughs) So I was like, you got to empty your pockets. And I... It was bad. Uh, I did end up losing anyways. Um, the punishment was I had to FaceTime or call somebody on my phone. Uh, and they decided that I had to talk to them about the latest Spider-Man movie. But I had to say everything I knew about it wrong. So I was like, hey, man, are you excited for Spider-Man Home on the Range? They're really throwing Peter Parker into a place he's never been. Uh, the Midwest. It sure is tough when there's no buildings to sling around and all this like stuff. And... Uh, Thank goodness it went to voicemail. I just had to leave a voicemail. Uh, and then he texted back and he was like, are you okay? Do you need a ride or something? And probably thought I was out of my mind. Uh, so that's what made me happy. New Year's. Uh, we are thoroughly... Did you get kidnapped and this is code that you need help? <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was a good time, though. That was a really fun game. I don't know how many times I can even play that in Practical Jokers game before like I've run out of friend groups to play it in. Or uh, or people hate me until until either one happens. I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, that's uh, that's what made me happy this week. So without further ado, guys, let's get into the Dial H for Hero Clicks 2020 Award Show. <laughs> We have uh, quite a few categories. I did not count them all, but basically how it's going to go is I'm going to read off the categories. Simeon and I will both do what we chose for that category, and then we'll read the winner. Uh, You guys had the chance to comment on Discord, Twitter, and Facebook. If you disagree with what won a certain category, just remember that that is your fault for not voting. So it's not ours. It is yours. Uh, I want to make that expressly clear. Um, We didn't do the easy-to-use-and-digest polls uh, because comments like a man could being so anxious about things. Jeez. All right. So, uh, and I'll read off what won in 2019. Uh, so there's a few categories I had to ax from this year. One was best indie or DC set. 
Um, when these guys started the the game show, this little end of the year thing, they used to do best indie set, best DC set. But now we only get one DC set a year. So whatever it is, it's always going to be the best. And we rarely get two or more indie sets a year. And in 2020, we didn't have any, I believe. So I axed that category entirely. And they normally did best Marvel set as well. So now it's just best hero clicks set. Um, and we only had, I believe, one multi-base figure come out this year, and that was Galactus, and sort of not really technically Fulcrum Abdominus, but no, not really. So I had to axe the best multi-base figure. I suppose peanut bases could have counted as well, but we only got two of those, Ghost Rider and Biker Widow, I believe. So I axed that category. Galactus would have probably just one anyways so there's really no point in asking so those are retired categories as of right now maybe if something changes we might bring it back so the first category is best hero click set of 2020 simeon what do you think the best hero click set of 2020 was this was actually kind of hard there wasn't a lot of sets released but so when i look at like best set I'm thinking, like, what changed the game for, like, the better or, like, what changed the game the most and also had the best stuff in it. Like, if I were to just play that set, it would still be fun. So I went with uh, Spider-Man Venom Absolute Carnage because it's a really fun set. It was one of the few sets that I played, like, an online sealed with, and it was really fun to do that. And I also think it might have been the biggest, like competitive shifting set uh from this year um i don't know hard to say with that one but as as far as that last point but it's definitely one of the funner sets to play within itself the competitive aspect is tough because the the set i voted for was to no surprise to anyone uh captain america and the avengers because especially when i look at this set i see uh captain marvel punisher war machine immortal hulk uh New clones, I see a lot of good stuff that was used competitively, and then a lot of stuff I just personally enjoyed using. I've went off a million times on the show about how big of a bummer the Captain America set was to me, but at the end of the day, um, even if it wasn't the Captain America set, and I didn't need to just get every piece because I wanted to get every piece so I could complete a Captain America collection, uh, I looked at each set and I saw what figures did I get the most from from each set. Fantastic Four, I needed like three five figures from that set and that was about it from fantastic four you know in spider-man i needed like six or so figures from that set i think i i keep all the secret identity but i don't really need those um and then when it came to captain america there was just like it was it was half the set you know that i actually wanted like these are things that i would actually want to keep so that's what i ended up going with captain america last year's winner was abpi so avengers so uh Goodness gracious, I've outside Avengers, Defenders, Black Panther, and the Illuminati, but just Avengers, Black Panther, and the Illuminati. Uh, the best indie set, and we actually combined indie and uh, DC last year because there's only one DC set, which it ended up not mattering. But uh, the best indie set last year was WWE. I imagine uh, if WWE would have came out this year, it would have won again, but we probably wouldn't have even had a DC or indie set category. So instead, best set was Captain America for 2020, and it won just barely uh, from fantastic four it was neck and neck uh and then we got one vote the many captain america which is good so i'm glad people enjoyed the captain america set it feels good to be on the winning side simeon what is your pick for the worst hero click set of 2020 
All right. So this is also the set that I bought into the most in 2020. But the reason why I went with this one is because, in my opinion, this set had way too much filler. And hopefully they'll remedy it in the next version that comes out. But the Fantastic Four set is, I think, the worst set, in my opinion. Um, for for several reasons. I really liked the chases. I feel like the chase theme wasn't a perfect theme. They tried to, like, round out Battleworld. Uh there was some really stellar pieces in the set, but there was just so much filler in the common, uncommon, and rare spots that opening like five boosters, I was like, oh, I'm already going to be like super happy that I have like seven uncommon she things. Like, and that's, I think that's how many I ended mm-hmm. up with was like seven. And I was just like, why? Why is there, I don't know. There should have been more, like, generics. There should have been, like, there's so many, like, things that they missed. And, again, like, Future Foundation should round out, like, the Fantastic Four, like, kind of rogues gallery and stuff a little bit better. But, man, was it, like, disappointing. After so many years of not having any, I was happy to get any at all. Right. But it's still, that like, just because I wanted some doesn't mean that it was, like, a great set just because that. So... Uh, once again, the way I decided the worst set was uh, the set that I needed the least from. Uh, if House of X would have came out in this year, it would have been House of X. But instead, uh, the Black Widow movie set takes the cake for me. It was close between that and Fantastic Four. And I originally wrote down Fantastic Four because I do just hate the Fantastic Four. And I hate that everybody else was happy about them. And I, I just kind of hate your happiness, guys. I know Simeon is supposed to be the heel of this podcast, but... Uh, the majority of the clicks community likes the Fantastic Four, and I absolutely despise them. But no, it's the Black Widow movie set. I um, I couldn't bring myself to buy anything in this set. I probably will get uh, one or two, maybe the Red Guardians. Those would be the only figures I'd be even slightly interested in. Uh, and I just definitely hated playing against everything in that set. Uh, the amount of times I had to play against a all Black Widow team or whatever was miserable. So... For that, it definitely took the cake. And the worst Heroclix set of last year, this should come as a surprise to no one, was Rebirth. Yep. Yep, yeah. It's just like, yep, it sure was. Uh, And the worst Heroclix set of 2020 is the Black Widow movie set. So right now I'm two for two. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, uh, That's pretty much where I stopped being right. But yeah, Black Widow movie set one. But a lot of people did say, I don't want to mention this, was that most people said there weren't any bad sets this year. They were all fairly strong. Um, And for that kind of part, they're true, like especially for competitive impact. But to be fair, there's always one or two things from every set that's like useful. But yeah, Black Widow set was a a strong set. Uh, It just wasn't a fun set to play in. And I mean, getting 18 million versions of Black Widow is not... It's not fun. I mean, there aren't a lot of characters in that movie, from what I can tell. So they probably made all of them at the very least. But, nah, it's pretty lame. Next up is going to be the best support figure of 2020. Simeon, who's your favorite support figure that was made this year? For this one, I had to go with Ace from the Justice League Unlimited set, the Super Rare. So she's got TK. She's got, uh, she shuts down, like, opposing prob. Um, I've only used this figure a handful of times because there's just not a lot of situations where I want to bust out a piece that's this mean. But for 
for like all the like tiny little like things that it does and it helps your team with um it also does like the opposite to like your opponent so um yeah it's the the prob control for your team and then uh opposing characters can't use prob control except for theme team prob control if she does get ko'd she deals like weird amounts of damage depending on how she gets ko'd it's just a lot of like interesting little things but yeah i think the the perplex prob and tk top dial for 60 points was pretty good pretty solid uh support piece right on I've played against Ace a few times. She, I think if this was a different year and there weren't as many theme teams, especially near the end of the year, she would have had a chance to shine a lot more. But Black Widow movie set and Captain America coming out, making Avengers a really viable, strong team, uh, I think hurt her a lot. Obviously, she still got played like crazy. She's still a crazy good figure, and people would probably dispute whether or not that actually hurt her playability. But, um, to me, it always seemed like, yeah, I have theme props. Like every time I played against her, it was like, yeah, I'm all right. Um, for me, my favorite support figure of the year is Josiah X. I love building with this guy. Uh, penetrating damage is big, big lame. So Josiah X just has a special damage power on his first two clicks, which is empower and friendly characters that are adjacent or share a keyword with Josiah X ignore penetrating damage. It's awesome. That's the only supporty thing he does is that damage power, but purely for those 50 points and even to fill out a prime slot on my team, I love Josiah X. I love keeping him on the team. Uh, on a Spider-Man family theme team with 76, I would you know, uh, bring him into the front whenever he needed to make an attack, but I think being able to ignore penetrating damage was just that awesome and that important to me, so had to go with Josiah X. The best support figure of 2019 went to... Mr. Oz. Mr. Oz was a support figure of last year. Not really surprised. He was also really, really strong. The best support figure of 2020 is going to be... Uh, we have our first tie, and I tried to make as few ties as possible with the votes we got. We just need to get more votes. Uh, it is a tie between Mary Jane Watson and Sharon Carter from the Captain America and the Avengers set. Two very interesting figures. Very very solid. Mary Jane uh, and Sharon, both for completely different reasons. Sharon obviously has perplex and then gives uh, gives out outwit, has sidestep, rolls on support later. Very good. Mary Jane Watson, on the other hand, doesn't have any support powers, but between autonomous and making the uh, paparazzi bystanders, she is just uh, crazy annoying. And the amount of control you can have over your, your opponent's team is great. And for me, only 15 points. So that's our first tie, which is really cool. Uh, next up is the best main attacker of 2020, Simeon Geo. For this one, I went with the figure that's just completely like wrecked me in one turn more than anything. I'm, I'm going to say like more than any other single figure. Um, maybe, maybe like super rare Nick Fury from the Nick Fury set, but um other than like any figure I've ever played against, the one that's like wrecked me the most in a single turn is the Super Air Prime Punisher War Machine, who can <clears throat> colossal stamina. I mean, there's been like a million ways of building with him, but he can colossal stamina. He can double attack when he's got, I think it's two action tokens. Um, and he's just got like really beefy stats for 
his entire dial for 90 points, but he starts with a 12 for four. And most of the time that's when he's going to hit you is when he's a 12 for four. Cause he's got decent range. He's got crazy mobility. And then, yeah, he just gets up in your face and hits you for a lot twice. Uh, I have to agree with you. I also said Punisher war machine. My mind was kind of between him and captain Marvel. Uh, Cat Marvel's hypersonic ping damage throughout the cat, blah, blah, blah. To me, it was really strong. And honestly, early on in the year, Punisher War Machine was not worth what he is now. And I played against him a few times. And it was just the teams that I was running were able to one-turn him easily. Uh, but if you don't take him out, he just runs a train over you, man. He's he's tough. He's tough to beat. Uh, yeah. Even with having like no good like attack powers, he has like energy explosion or something like that, yeah, right? Like, energy but he doesn't have knockback. He doesn't have like pen blast or pulse wave or whatever. He's most of the time he's just making normal attacks. You know, stats against stats. That's it. Uh, well, not stats against stats. That'd be pulse wave. He's like you know his just stats. All he has is his twelve for four. Like that's it. And he's just doing it twice sometimes. You know, uh, but it's good. It's he's beefy. He's strong. Uh, the negative perplex is great for a main attacker and. The 2019, before before we say who the 2020 was, uh, the 2019 best main attacker went to Vulture. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else we can say, of course. But the 2020 main attacker goes to Punisher War Machine. So Simeon's got his first one uh, right there. I'm, I'm three. I'm three, uh, three for four right now. Pretty good. But yeah, Punisher War Machine is strong. For all the reasons we said, Punisher War Machine is really good. Uh, if you don't have one, I would say wait three years and then buy one. He is yeah. a little ridiculous right now. He is a little high, but he is a super prime. And I think the roughest thing for me is like you would be like, oh, you can just outwit his invincible and hit him for a lot. He's not protected outwit. But we got that that nifty little Galactus that you can pop on him for 25 points. Then he's only oh, 115 yeah. points protected outwit. And uh, he gets whatever additional powers there are. So it makes him like... Honestly, he was worth... Go for it. Uh, I was just going to say, like, it makes him a little sturdier. But even on top mm -hmm. of that, like, if you can't one-turn him, like Calder said, his bottom three clicks are all four damage, and he's got colossal stamina. A lot mm -hmm. of times, if they're not putting Galactus on him, they're putting, like, the... Uh, what is it the soul gem to use steel energy at range mm, yeah and so then he's yeah. he's making like a free attack because he has two tokens and then he's pushing with colossal stamina to make another attack and he's like always pumping out four damage like almost his entire dial it's it's just mm. a lot to deal with it's a lot absolutely uh next up we have the best sculpt Simeon, who do you think are the best sculpt of the year? I had to give this one to God Emperor Doom. Uh, it's There's a lot of standout sculpts from this year. I wasn't even thinking about Galactus as a sculpt because, I mean, of course, when a figure is, you know, 18 times the size of a standard-sized figure, it's going to, like, get way more detail. But as far as, like, a single base figure goes... I think that God Emperor Doom just really, they really knocked it out of the park with like his like flowing cape and everything. Yeah. Like I'm honestly surprised um, that God Emperor Doom wasn't in more categories as hyped as people were for him. Like, yeah, he, he's kind of bad. But he's, he's good in his own ways. Um, 
my favorite sculpt of the year had to go to the Doctor Strange, Captain America, and the Avengers chase. I remember seeing the uh, whatever ad in the magazine, whatever the one we always use, Game Trade. Um, and I'm like, how are they going to put that on a sculpt? What, how's he going to have the portal? I was like, in my brain, I was like, it does not compute. Have they done this before? I don't think so. Uh, if they have done it before, keep it to yourself, listener. Don't tell me. Uh, I like being naive. Um, but yeah, I was like, what in the world? How, how in the world are they going to do this? This portal. And it looks cool. It's uh, this translucent e plastic see-through in it. It just looks really nice. I haven't even played this Doctor Strange chase. Kind of don't even care to. But he looks cool, man. He just looks awesome. So I absolutely love that sculpt. The best sculpt of 2019, however, went to Captain Venom. And he looked cool. His paint looked cool. His shield, the symbiote stuff looked cool. So I would think that's pretty legit. And then the best sculpt of 2020, keeping in the same theme of being Venom-related, went to Venom Doctor Strange, which I don't think anyone can argue uh, had a bad sculpt. I think it was really good. I remember a lot of people saying, like, whoa. Yeah. The Venom cape, gnarly. I just wish his dial had done, or his like dial and traits had done a little bit more. But yeah, other than that, like he he's got one of like the best sculpts in that set for sure. Mm-hmm. Now we get to go ahead and talk about uh, some of the worst. Oh baby, uh, what was the worst sculpt of the year in your opinion, Simeon? So for this one, I kind of just threw an answer out there because honestly, most commons and uncommons get like lumped together in my brain as like nothing's like particularly terrible. Um, I know there's like a few, well, since House of X wasn't allowed, I can't go with like the Joker face rogue, sadly. Um, maybe next year that'll be on my list, but uh, I decided to go with the uncommon riot and why riot you say i could have picked literally any of the venom or any of like the symbiote figures from spider-man venom absolute carnage they all look the same and that's why i picked riot because uh he just looks like a beefy dude with like little sprouts off of him and that's how he always looks i'm pretty sure it's the same sculpt as toxin uh they always just they're like ah yeah big beefy dude give him pointy fingers and he's growing black trees out of his back and that's it it just really it's just super disappointing at this point so yeah he's my my worst sculpt because of that my worst sculpt of the year went to the fantastic four sandman uh that sculpt just looks bad to me uh his colors are disgusting and i know he's supposed to be a uh, frightful four sandman and all that stuff and they're the purple and pink colors. Uh, but that looks nasty. That color scheme is gross for Sandman. Yeah. Uh, it looks unhealthy. He looks sickly. Um, and more just the color scheme. The sculpt is one of the worst Sandman sculpts we've had. Normally he's cool. He's got like one big like spike ball fist thing, you know. Sometimes he's got uh, sand dripping from his hands like in the Avengers Assemble sculpt. Uh, heck, even in the uh, Web of Spider-Man set, he's got two different hands. One that's a big club, one that's a big whatever. But because he, I'm pretty sure he shares a sculpt with uh, Hydro-Man, he just sort of has one big sandy leg. Um, it's yeah. awful. It's so we terrible even, looking. We had uh, one in Earth-X that even looked better than this one. Yeah, common Earth-X one looked great. And I think Sandman's a rare, or an uncommon anyways. One of, a, one of those guys is a rare, uh, but it's bad. 
but the worst sculpt was actually going to be like a six-way tie or something. Uh, so because these two guys short of sort of share a sculpt, that's who I went with. But before we get into that, the 2019 worst sculpt was none other than Ronda Rousey. And I, mm, <laughs> chef's kiss, am very happy. And I, I got reminded of this looking back through my notebook. Oh, am I happy that Ronda Rousey? She's just the worst. I hate her. She's just the worst. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy that she got worst sculpt. That's just awesome. Uh, but the worst sculpt of 2020 is going to be Venom from Superior Foes of Sp Son of a Gun from SVCA. You know, that set. Yeah. SVC. Yeah. Whichever. These freaking Spider Man set names, man. They're killing me. Spider Man Venom, absolute carnage. All right. Very cool. So, yeah. Uh, we had some for Riot. We had some for another uh, Venom e-figure. Uh, so I'm just like, let's just call it Venom. I think they share a sculpt. Uh, maybe they don't. Um, but either way, the symbiotes have it. Uh, so it's funny that we got a symbiote for best sculpt and a symbiote for worst sculpt. I find that very ironic. Next up, we have... Now, this, this category hurt me personally uh, because I was very outspoken about what I thought uh, should win this category. Not should win, but definitely something that shouldn't win. Uh, and that was the best Fast Forces and Starter set. Uh, mm. Just for a quick note, the winner of last year was Earth X. That was a great starter set. Had a lot of maps. Had okay starter figures. Uh, my pick, sorry, uh, Simeon's doing his picks first. Simeon, what is your pick for the best Fast Forces or starter set of the year? That would be uh, the best starter for the year would be the Avengers, oh wait, no, no. Oh, mm. I thought that was worst. Uh, that would be the Cosmic Clash was the best set. Wow, okay, let's starter. hold on. Yeah. Let's, let's, mm, okay. So, uh, Simeon is entitled to his wrong opinion, as are a lot of you. Uh, the best, in my opinion, was the Avengers Masters of Evil starter set. Uh, the maps were better. Uh, not really. They, they were fine. The maps really weren't better. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, the bystanders obviously couldn't even be played, so that was a bummer. But the figures were really cool. Were they good? No, not really. But we need something like this so bad. And so many of you had just this clouded judgment of already playing the game for too long. But you seem to forget it's really hard to incorporate powers into teaching new players this game without, like, I guess we'll just all do speed powers. It's like, oh, but what about? Just ignore that. Just ignore, what, ignore what's on the dial. Okay, just ignore it. All right, we're only doing speed, you know, like whatever, right? It, it's tough to teach people this game. And this made it so easy. Like if you were just starting out and you didn't have a teacher, this would be the easiest way to learn the game. And that's why I had to go with the Avengers and Master of the Old Starter Set. Besides that, as a new player and you learn about chases and rarities and whatever, it's cool the fact that, oh man, that's a really great sculpt, but I can't buy that Ultron because it's $100. But actually I get the same one in this starter set, which is awesome for me. So like in, in a new player's eyes, you're getting the same figure. You're still getting Ultron, you know? So I, I had to go with this. I think a lot of you guys were just wrong this year, but that's okay. That's why you're allowed to vote. Um, you guys know my feelings on the Cosmic Clash starter set. I, I can pop a link in the podcast description of my uh, unboxing. It's probably the fastest unboxing I've ever done. Uh, by that, I mean physically getting the product removed from the box uh, was very quick and very timely and efficient. Um, but that's just sort of the way, that's just the American way, you know. But the best Fast Forces and Starter set, sadly, goes to Cosmic Clash. Yeah. 
So I think yeah, I think one of like the big differences here is Cosmic Clash got announced and released before the main Fantastic Four set. So people that were like Fantastic Four starved, uh, they just really wanted some figures. We're definitely going to buy this. Meanwhile, uh, the Avengers versus Masters of Evil, Thunderbolts, to whatever garbage gook name they gave it. Um, all those figures we've either had for like the last couple years, and then like a, like multiples of those figures were they reused like sculpts from like chases and super airs, which was great. It was awesome that we got a super air Captain Marvel, we got a chase Ultron, the super air Mach X. Um, it was great that we got like all those as sculpts, but I think that a lot of people just didn't pick it up because they already either had the main set versions or like had access to them or whatever. Or they or they saw the dials and saw how bad the dials were, just just so bad. Mm-hmm. I did pick one up though. In your opinion? Well, no, no, no. In in fact, in my personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I liked it. I, I don't have to be any more biased than I already am. I liked it a lot uh, because, number one, uh, the Captain America dial was good. Actually, both of his dials are really good. Yeah, so that that's that's my main was, that's my main reason. It was, uh, it was great. 25 points for leadership. Point, sure yeah. thing. Between the maps and him, it was worth like the money just to pick it up. Yeah. I honestly need to get another one of those so that way I can pop the sculpt off uh, and play them both at the same time, I was very disappointed to find out that they didn't come with two dials and they were printed on the same dial. And I was like, but uh, why are they switch clicks? For what reason? Why? Uh, so I guess they're getting unpainted or something versions of them are going to be made. Who knows? That seems to be what's going to happen when they have switch clicks nowadays. But uh, it is what it is. So yeah. But that Captain America is awesome. But yes, Sadly, did you go to Cosmic Clash, uh, and I hate the Fantastic Four. Now, this next one is best Fast Forces or starter figure. Seeming, what was your pick? I had to go with Doctor Doom from Cosmic Clash. Uh, not only does he, for a starter set villain, not only does he have like multiple starting lines, so you could do like a weakened Doom who's only fighting like the Thing and Reed Richards, or you could do full powered Doom. But he's just, like, such a great version of Doom, uh, even besides, like, the fact where you can, like, go between 300 and 100. He's just, like, got all the powers that you would expect Doom to have, like, normal Doom to have. And it's just, he's, like, very thematic. It was really fun to play him on the Latvian peasant, like, village. And so, yeah, I think out of all the starter set figures, that's the one that I've gotten the most mileage out of in years. I will somewhat agree with you. Um, when I when I exploded my version of Cosmic Clash that I so nicely got from Alex Morris in the stadium, um, I was hoping that Doom would have survived the blast. Sadly, he did not. Uh, he was definitely one of two or three figures I even wanted from that, and I was a little bummed that all I could find of Doom was his a uh, his big uh, his big like light ball thing. So yeah. that was a shame, and I did like playing that Doom online a little bit when I didn't have to show proof of ownership. My favorite uh, Fast Forces character had to go to the Fast Forces Captain America, however. Uh, I really like the idea of being able to running shot, shoot somebody, and then be placed next to them and make a close attack. That is one of the better 
Captain America E themed powers. It's just it's the classic follow through. He hits you with the shield, catches it, boom, hits you again with the shield, or gives you a right hook or something. I just really like that Captain America. But the best Fast Forces figure from last year, from 2019, went to Dr. Claire Finn. Little supporty piece. This was the only time the Orville uh, has showed up in anything uh, award ceremony ever. I, I'll guarantee that. <laughs> uh, maybe they won something for being on TV, but hey, I doubt it. Uh, the best Fast Forces figure of 2020 uh, is once again a tie. And it is between Doctor Doom and Silver Surfer from the Cosmic Clash starter set. Yeah, they are both I almost really went good. With the Silver Surfer. In my opinion, they are both really good. Yeah, that Silver Surfer is good See? for a lot of different reasons than Doom. But uh, what is it? Hypersonic pulse wave. Um, pretty interesting, like ability with that. But outside of that, like one little trick. He's not as exciting to me as Doom is. He doesn't. He doesn't do as much, you know. And to be honest, with you, I think if you do a three hundred point Doom, three hundred point Silver Surfer, uh, Doom comes out on top every time. Uh, but anyways, next up is going to be best generic. We all love generics. They fill out points on our team when we don't want to play eight Marvellas on our Spider-Man theme team. So generics are these real name various people, aka not Joker or Doctor Fate. Sorry, guys. Uh, sorry if you voted for those. They're not. They aren't generics, just in the in the sense of what a generic is. So, uh, but real name various. We love these guys. We had so many good ones. We had scientists from Star Labs and Cadmus Labs. We had nuke clones and Joker dudes, which I kind of said were generics, but they both explode, so it makes it easier for me to say that. You know, we had uh, Venomy minions. We had Doombots that could be brought in in a plethora of ways. Quite a lot of ways. The Doombots were kind of cool, um, the and they were also Pogs that were. We had Moloids. They were definitely that there. were just the best version a Moloid could probably be. <laughs> I imagine. Um, you not, know, we bad, had Industrial yeah. Spies. We had Shield Agents. We had all sorts of really, really cool generics. Simeon, what was your favorite generic of 2020? Oh man, I really have to like Industrial Spy was one of like my favorite pieces to like work on teams because the ability to so he's basically pick a power while taking away your opponent's powers and the ability to not only take away opponent's powers without wit but the amount of people that were just surprised when i would outwit a power they didn't have because apparently i mean apparently i i play with people who uh are more casual than i am but i would outwit a power they didn't have i'd be like i'm gonna outwit your uh, probability control, and they're like, I don't have probability control. And I'm like, yep, and now you won't. But now I have it, and they're like, uh, I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> but yeah, the the fact that you could just, I mean, prior to 2017, this wasn't a thing you could do. But after 2017, uh, which, I mean, of course, after 2017, when Industrial Spy came out, um, it was just really fun. Uh, it's a very, like, I'm not going to say it's a great piece because it's a very short dial and it's very hard to like use well without it just dying, but uh, it's a very fun piece. That being said, uh, it's not as fun as Nuke Clone, who when mm -hmm. ran in high numbers can just completely, as like the name implies, nuke your own team and your opponents, and that's really fun. Uh, I pulled one in Sealed. And there was a turn that took about like 10 minutes because my opponent was 
trying his hardest to avoid that new clone exploding. And then I was like, I can just move him and push him. And then next turn when I roll, he will be that much closer to exploding. But yeah, I have to give it to new mm. clone for me. I, uh, while we're still on industrial spies somewhat, uh, early on in the year played against a industrial spy swarm team. It was like 10 industrial spies, 300 points or something. Maybe he had like Dario Agger or somebody else on the team. I don't remember. Um, but it was miserable. It was really, <laughs> really tough. It was like don't one of the hardest for, teams I've ever had. For Power Cosmic when... Uh, you really when do. Oh my day. gosh. They were like, I'm going to outwit your impervious. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I guess you are. Um, this is going to be very inconvenient for me to try to take out a 30-point industrial spy. Uh, my favorite generic, I originally had Doombot written down, but I remembered there was only one generic that I played a couple of times, and I played like 10 of them, and that was the Star Labs technician from JLU, one of the few figures in that set I really liked, uh, but she got a special, she didn't get a special anything, she just got a damage power based on what you rolled, it was like support, enhancement, and power, perplex, prob, whatever, um, but you got a roll for each one. And then at any point in time, you just be like, okay, I'm going to stop. And I'm going to roll again. You know, it was awesome. So it was like, I could, I just rolled until I got perplex, perplex someone up to high heaven. Guess what? It was microphone Batman. Uh, boom shot. And then I'm like, all right, let's roll. Um, and now I have a bunch of prob for the next turn. It's I dude. I love her. I love her so much. Star labs check. Star labs tech is just great. Yeah, she's super cool. For 15 points, it was super easy to add to a ton of keywords. Gotham City, uh, all sorts of keywords. I use her for Gotham City anyways, and I loved it. Uh, the 2019 best generic went to Aim White. A little bit of, a little bit of perplex, a little bit of outwit, a little bit of sidestep and support later. Yeah. So Aim White was the winner of last year's uh, best generic, which I really can't argue. No, it was a good was, generic. Uh, yeah, probably. I, I almost say, like, one of the best generics of all time, like, looking back. But um, just because of, like, the teams that he fit on during the time. So I don't know how accurate that is. But Avengers being what it was in 2019, having access to Outwit, oh, yeah. uh, Outwit and Perplex plus a theme team prob is pretty solid. And then the best generic of 2020 goes to Doombots. I, I played them too. I like Doombots a lot. They're really good. They are also, they're cheap. They fly. They have running shot, energy explosion. When paired with Dr. Doom, they're so annoying. Uh, my favorite is when paired with Dr. Richards. They're insane. The amount of Doombots you can get on the board. I had 10 on the board at one time in a game. It was great. I love the Doombots. They're awesome. So I was pretty, I was actually pretty excited that Doombots won best generic of the year, despite not voting for them. Yeah, that's a very worthy pick. Next up is going to be best chase theme. Simeon, what set do you think had the best chase theme this year? So I was kind of disappointed in the chase themes this year. Um, I'm going to not give it to Fantastic Four because their chase theme was kind of Battle World, but then also kind of not. Um so that was kind of, I don't know. They just kind of, it was weird. Um, 
I don't care for... I almost gave it to uh, Spider-Man Venom Absolute Carnage because it was cool to have like all these new, like unique to Heroclix characters. I just wish there was more like backstory put on the cards, a little bit more like flavor and stuff. So I couldn't give it to those, even though those were like a really cool set of figures. Um, so I ended up giving it to the only set that was like a really true uh, actual theme to me, and that was JLU's Super Friends slash uh, Fiends. Legion of Doom, but yeah. Yes. Yeah, See, I was in the same I was in the same box, right? Captain America really let me down being like not a chase theme. Like it just wasn't, you know, little hooks of X bases. yikes, man. Um JLU, I was hoping it was just gonna be all Legion of Doom, and then maybe they'd fill out the rest later, but they only gave me three members of Legion of Doom, so I was super unimpressed there, despite you know, I at least got a Lex Luthor, which is all that matters, but like still, like that sucks. Uh, in my opinion, Fantastic Four. Uh, I hate the Fantastic Four. They can go die. And then it just ended up being I, I needed three figures from this chase theme. And I kind of want four. And that was uh, the Spider-Man and Venom chase theme. I have said this enough on the podcast. So I'll keep it brief. But kids, for your creativity, for getting artists in on making sketches so you could make uh, sculpts out of them and the creativity of using the Spider-Man family and historical characters is really cool the only chase i guess i don't like is spider hammer eye because he's not based off of any like specific character really just like spider-man is a samurai but yeah. you know the george washington uh 2099 776 the in my, in my heart he's he's will smith but miles miles west is really cool uh gwen of arc is awesome leonardo de venom the cleopatra uh, even though she's a fair or whatever, uh, Cleopatra Spider Woman is just, they're really cool. Um, and to me, no matter what wins, uh, that's just the best chase theme of this year. You guys just don't know it. You're blinded by foolishness uh, because the, the chase theme is number one, it's amazingly creative. The sculpts were dynamic in all their own ways, which I really appreciated. Some of them weren't, but a lot of them were, which is cool. Uh, and they were unique and interesting. They made theme teams, which is yeah. just really cool and really strong. Of- the amount of so, cheating that that will allow, like moving forward, yeah, definitely for the rest of Golden Age and uh, Hero Clicks time is pretty big. Uh, the fact that you can bring, yeah, like scientist, soldier, warrior, armor, like robot, you can bring all of those in under one like family name and it'll still be a theme team is pretty big. And hopefully now people will stop saying welcome to Doug's army because, oh, my gosh, (laughs) Doug is not good. Stop. So hopefully now that's over uh, and it's welcome to Spider-Man. I've never played a Spider-Man family theme team before now. And now I'm going to play a ton of them just because I want to have themed soldiers again, you know, or themed police. Like, that's just cool. So I I really like it. I'm really happy about that. So I, I really big ups, big ups to WizKids. Uh, that being said, the 2019 best chase theme uh, went to the same set that had the worst set, and that was the Dark Knight's Metal uh, theme chases. Yeah. They were cool. They were fan favorites. People wanted those, despite all kind of being bad chases. Great uh, skulls, people did but, want their chases. Yeah. yeah. But the 2020 best chase theme by one vote. Oh, sadly, sadly, sadly. By one vote, the Doom family takes it. 
Mm. I can't even be excited. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I can't. I just don't care. Uh, but yeah, no, the Doom family, they were cool. They were all really strong, right? Half of those chases were all... Uh, a quarter of those chases were all really strong. Well, really, one of those chases is now really strong uh, due to Narada. So, like, you know, it is a good, no, it's a good chase theme, getting the Doom family. People wanted God Emperor Doom. People wanted those versions of the Fantastic Four. But, uh... I couldn't, you know, and I guess it, it is cool... Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't vote for it man. either, honestly. Also, yeah, the molecule man hurts a lot. It's really cool that Doom plus uh, Sue Storm plus the two kids makes like an even team. Like whatever, like whether you're building to like four hundred, three hundred, yeah, that is really cool. Whatever, but then you've also got like the Reed Richards, the Maker, and it's just kind of wonky at that point like those two i mean reed richards makes sense for the battle world kind of thing but the maker like he didn't have any battle like he didn't have any battle world like flavor to him because really in battle world the storyline the maker didn't do a whole lot other than just like disappear kind of I don't know if he died or what, but well, he, he was like the catalyst for the whole thing happening from what I understand type of deal. Well, he's but, what saved like, yeah. the, the multiverse or not the, the, the ultimate like part of the universe. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but that is what one, that's what the people chose. And so I hope you guys are happy. I'm not. Uh, next up is going to be best shared trait. This is one of our few like really unique categories, and I was happy that the older like guard like chose this one because it is a really cool category, and you don't think about it a lot. But recently, WizKids has just there have been a lot of traits uh, traits that came out this year that are pretty unique. I uh, have to go to like form the new Fantastic Four that's shared across the Sue Storms, the Living Legend trait from Captain America, uh, the Avengers Assembled trait, the Masters and Bolts Assembled trait as well. The Justice League and Injustice League traits were not introduced this year, but we got to see a lot more figures with those traits. That's the whole role of these six. On a six, give a token or take a token off of one of your guys, et cetera, et cetera. We got a lot of really, really, really cool traits this year that were shared across uh, all sorts of people. So, Simeon, what was your favorite shared trait? It was almost Power Elite because I really like that trait. It just Ooh, doesn't yeah. quite fit enough... Uh, keywords it only fits power elite but that's one of the other reasons why new clone is awesome is the the power elite trait is for however many people you have that have the keyword uh opposing characters within x where x is equal to like your number of people with that keyword uh any costed action is like a double power action instead um, but instead i went with the espionage trait i get a lot of mileage out of this i think it's one of like the most it was super prevalent in the Captain America Avengers set, but I think it's going to get a lot of mileage just like in general. It's a great trait, and it really like helps explain like why certain characters are the way they are or whatever. Anytime someone's kind of a sneaky person, you just throw the espionage trait on them, and that's, I don't know, I think it's an awesome trait moving forward. It is a little overpowered when like a 30-point figure, uh, like their dial is worth 30 points and then you slap on the espionage trade it's like oh also they have improved movement hindering and stealth and can see through stealth and you're just like geez that's better than like the ultimate's team ability why 
it's pretty insane, right? Yeah. The, the espionage trade is good, really good. And they're kind of keeping it going outside of the Captain America set. The Captain America set really did bring a lot of like really cool traits, almost like it's the best of the year or something. Anyways, anyways uh, my favorite trait also comes from the Captain America set, and that is the living legend trait. I I really hope they keep it going. Uh, they kept it out of the – we haven't gotten any Captain Americas besides the uh, starter, the Master of Evil starter, and the Captain America set stuff. I really hope this keeps going. I hope every Captain America for at least a little while has it. Um, it wasn't in the starter. I imagine just to keep things simpler, keep it dumbed down a little bit. But man, I love the leg living legend trait. I just play a full team of living legend. It's not totally dot, uh, don't die tech or whatever, but it's just really fun. It's really cool. Like I like it a lot. Uh, it keeps people from getting one shots. You know, I'm always worried about like playing the captain. He has no reducers. Uh, very possible charge super strength can one shot him. At least he can come back. He can be, uh, I call him nurse captain uh, at that point in his dial when he's got the sidestep, uh, low, low defend and support. So like at least something. And then with other captain Americas, especially like that Falcon it's really crazy strong. So I love the living legend trait. It's, it's really cool. Shows you how they just like, they just keep on trucking. It's great. Um, but the trait from 2019, that one was, call in help from the venom verse which arguably got even better this year uh and yet no votes for it this year yeah way I better can't believe that oh, one yeah. last year i guess we had earth and x, then and was earth x the we had earth x and that was it that that was the only wow. set i think with venoms i mean yeah that's uh it's definitely a choice for last year's uh, maybe i don't know maybe i'm just not remembering a lot of like the traits uh yeah, I think uh, the trait that got runner up to that was the uh, something about um, what was it called? Uh, I sense a greater challenge. I think okay. that was the only other trait that was that close. Been, yeah, that would have been my idea. Um, that one, of course, extremely limited, but Venomverse. Yeah, at least, we, at least yeah. we've seen in retrospect now we've seen that Venomverse <laughs> has continued to build upon itself. So that is cool. Yeah, uh, but the one that wins for twenty twenty. It was almost a four-way tie, uh, but we got we got one extra vote there at the end. Uh, it went to Justice League Unlimited with the Justice League trait. So that's the whole roll D6, take a token off someone. If you roll a six, if they are a Justice League character and 100 points list. They just they got more low point in Justice League, and I think this allowed it to shine more so than in 2017 or 2018, whenever Batman the Animated Series came out, I think 2018. Um but because of the amount of low, low Justice League point characters that were that came out this year, uh, it really allowed that trait to shine through for sure. Yeah, those Doctor Fates are nasty with that because you can just—I mm. mean, you're already getting like plus two to your action total, and then each one of those Doctor Fates gets to roll. Yeah, pretty solid. Uh, next up, before we go into best and worst overall figures of the year, we're going to do the best Thursday throwdown thumbnail. This is where I do a quick spiel for our YouTube channel. Uh, guys, check us out on Dial H for Hero Clicks on YouTube.com. Type in Dial H. I think one of the first ones you'll see is actually us, at least in the top three, I believe. Uh, on our account, we do Thursday throwdown. We started from the beginning of Hero Clicks time, Infinity Challenge, and what's it called? Hyper Time. And since then, we have been playing each Heroclix set from Golden Age to now. That's like a booster set head-to-head uh, -head against each other. So in Thursday Throwdown, uh, it started kind of early on. My original idea was that just me and Simeon just frown at each other, put our dukes up, whatever. 
uh, and then that's the thumbnail. But I believe we only do that for the first three or so episodes. And then, yeah, episode four, Simeon plays Galactus, and he puts this PNG Galactus helmet over uh, <laughs> over his face. And then it for, for the longest time, it was just Simeon doing it. Uh, he goes to, like, he does Wolverine, he does Magneto, and they're hilarious. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I just wasn't feeling it, you know, Uh I do it when if there's a character I'm cosplaying. So like Guy Gardner is there, who I already have a cosplay of. Uh, same thing with like Captain America. And I keep it with the cowboy hat and my normal, I guess, clothes I was wearing that day uh, for the longest time until around. Uh, what was it? I don't do cosplay. When I actually dress up for it. That was episode 15, Giant Size X-Men versus Captain America. Uh my brain was absolutely destroyed from playing that game. So I said, you know what? Who cares? Uh, let's do it. And I put tape on my face and make this really terrible looking uh, juggernaut uh, edit. And then I sort of just keep doing bad edits and I don't do an actual costume. Oh boy. Really until episode 21. Dracula is like, I'm, I got a black sheet and that was it. Um, but yeah. And then we, then it, after that, it's sort of we both did costumes, and that was really funny. Uh, we had a lot of really funny, creative thumbnails. I remember the first time I saw Simeon bald for Supernova, and I was like, <laughs> what has transpired here? Uh, so, yeah, that uh, one was, we really let our creativity. Yeah, that was probably my <laughs> Sorry, most intricate on. one. Um, making, like, a bald cap out of saran wrap and, like, skin tone makeup, and then realizing... It didn't match my skin tone because I had like a sunburn at the time. So I had to cover my face. And then when I pulled the saran wrap off, there was like a line across my forehead where sunburn began, like vivisecting my forehead. So it was just like bright red, like forehead. And then like the rest of my face was this like weird pale oil color. But yeah, I've had a ton of fun was... doing some of these. And it started off just. Uh, like stuff I had lying around the house. So yeah, the very first one where I actually put something on, I just happened to have a Wolverine hoodie. Uh, I got from like whatever a while back where you like pull the hood up and it's Wolverine's face. And then a lot of the times I'm just like, ah, oh, here's a blanket. Here's a blue coat I have. Here's this and that and like blah, blah, blah. Um, it's gotten more intricate. I'll say. It's definitely gotten harder as we've gone on. It really has. So, Simeon, what was your personal favorite thumbnail for Thursday Throwdown? And if you guys want to go to our YouTube channel, look at the Thursday Throwdown playlist and follow along, uh, definitely do it. Uh, and also follow our Instagram is where we post the full versions of all these thumbnails. So you can really look at them in all their glory a little bit better. But Simeon, what was your favorite one? And then maybe a shout out to like a runner up or something. Yeah. So my favorite has to be uh, the episode 26, it was Age of Ultron versus Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so I, I cosplayed as Dr. Demonicus, which was probably like one of like, it was definitely like one of the lower point figures on my team, but uh, it was like one of the only like easy ones I could do because I can't dress up like the Hulk. Um, but it was, it turned out to be like pretty hard to do. So I had to paint my face white put on like a weird red hoodie and then tape on the hoodie to try and match like his shirt design and then throw like a cape on with weird gloves. 
And then Calder did the uh, Age of Ultron Black Panther super rare that's got like the the movement kind of pattern. <laughs> so his picture looks like one of those old Animorph books where he's like slowly turning <laughs> into the Black Panther. Um, but yeah, that uh. one turned out pretty well. Um, I will say like one of the runner-ups is... Uh, Episode 19, Streets of Gotham versus Batman. I dressed up like the haunted tank, and Calder used his oh, yeah. uh, Guy Gardner Green Lantern like uh, cosplay. But the haunted tank was <laughs> that was definitely one of my favorite cosplays to do. Uh, I just crawled inside of a box and poked like a toilet paper tube out of it, and then I painted everything green. So that was a Dude, good. That one. was funny. So uh, there, there are so many good ones. Mine also goes for the uh, Nick Fury Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus Age of Ultron. Because to me, I think we were, we were just firing off on all cylinders that day. Sometimes you can kind of tell by the thumbnails uh, which one of us sort of like phones it in. Like I'll use an old cosplay picture if I play Captain America or somebody else, right? Or, you know, Simeon will like edit himself sitting on a chair, it seems, for a lot of times. Or just like do some <laughs> clever editing and like be on the sculpt. Um, but like we both were just really creative and we did our characters honestly kind of justice, like kind of well, like yeah. I was really surprised how well that one turned out. And I like so, to yeah, think we're it, not, we're not cosplaying the figure. We're cosplaying the hero clicks sculpt. So we're cosplaying the sculpt. Yeah. Yeah. So like if, it, if I look wonky, it's okay because it's hero clicks. So, mm-hmm. Although I do have to sort of shout out to our one of our more recent ones, uh, the Mighty Thor and Harley Quinn and the Gotham Girls. Uh, I was pretty proud of like what I could scrounge up for Scourge. That was I was impressed. Um, and then for an older one that I really really enjoyed, uh, shout out to uh, and this one also got a vote. But Batman Alpha versus Watchmen. Uh, I love my comedian cosplay. I don't get an excuse to like wear it nearly as much ever and then your jim gordon looked really good with the cape uh not cape but the uh the trench coat flowing uh the way it does so like that was also just another really good one taped to a chair that i then edited out i was curious how you did that i was like how is it flowing because from my even i couldn't tell but you sent me the raw but not the raw version the edited version all right that is awesome but the winner of best Thursday throwdown thumbnail went to Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus AOU. Uh, we did get two other votes for this, guys. It wasn't just me and Simeon's votes that like made this happen. We did get a few other people vote for it. So, yeah, it's just a good thumbnail. And, you know, it's a pretty solid game. One of our shorter ones, it would seem. But, yeah, it's a great one. Uh, next up, we have best overall figure and worst overall figure. So we're going to do the worst overall figure first up. Uh, Simeon. Who do you think was the worst figure of 2020? So I threw this out to the figure that I will probably never, ever, ever play. And that is the Uncommon Steel Serpent from the Spider-Man and Venom Absolute Carnage set. Uh, Not only is he, in my opinion, a worse version of the Iron Fist, he's also just a worst version of, like, any martial artist that I'll probably ever, like, like, potentially put on a team. Um, the one saving grace is he has the Hydra keyword, but other than that, it's just a re-sculpt of Iron Fist or vice versa. It's like a shared sculpt. Uh, the one interesting thing about him 
in my opinion, is the once per turn when an adjacent friendly character is damaged, you give him a chi token, and then you can remove those to make that many attacks against different targets. But in reality, that it's like a worse version, a much, much worse version of Immortal Hulk's uh, tokens. So, mm. yeah, I just... I don't see myself ever playing this guy. His whole dial seems kind of wonky. It almost seems like his bottom dial is like better than his top dial, but then you lose like some mobility and some other things. Uh, potentially, he could fill out a Hydra team, but I don't think I'll ever even... I don't think I have one currently, and I don't think I'll ever pick one up just for that chance. Gotcha. Uh, my worst figure of the year had to go to, and it, to be honest with you, when I saw people vote, it seems they forgot this guy existed. Uh, the JLU Superman. He's oh, so yeah. bad for 100 points. I was so oh, surprised. No, I forgot about him. Um, <laughs> right? Like, we, uh, during our live stream, talked yeah. about him. How ter- just trash. Yeah. How just trash he is. How terrible he is. And the whole community was in agreement for a while, actually, there. That he's just a terrible figure, and it sucked because like he had team up cards, but why would you ever use them? None of them make him good playable. Uh, so yeah, the Superman is just so bad. And in fact, one point uh, we played a, and this is kind of like said like this almost goes to like how bad he almost isn't. But uh, online we played a game where you had to give your opponent, you made your opponent's team, so you had to make a bad team for your opponent. And uh, the studio's like, I'm going to give you Superman. And I'm like, I don't know if he's not the worst 100 points you could possibly give me. Uh, but you didn't have to give me a 100-point figure either. So, But, like, I still lost. He's still bad. Even when, like, <laughs> he's played, like, he's a bad figure. So I still think uh, I might have been the only person to lose that team that day. So I don't know. But, like, still, that Superman is terrible. Uh, but before we give you who won worst figure of the year, uh, Worst overall figure of last year went to Starbrand. ABPI shows up a lot last year in these categories. Uh, Best generic, uh, best, you know, set, best, all this stuff. And they took home worst figure of the year. And that was Starbrand. He's got the big fart cloud. The only time Starbrand was somewhat threatening was with he was the best thing you pulled in a battle royale. And like, that was about it. Because honestly, anything else in that set would kind of smoke Starbrand, you know. Um, but in Battle Royale, he was pretty all right. But yeah, Starman was bad. His sculpt was wonky. Um, I don't even... Is there any modern Starbrand to use him with? I don't think so. No, like, so he not, just had yeah. nothing. He had nothing to do. He was very high cost the, for having a nine attack on his bottom click. It's like, sure, it's yeah. his bottom dial. And I... Inherently, I like the idea of characters getting worse as they get hit. It's more thematic. But in a game where no other character does that, a 140-point character should not go down to 9 attack at any point in their dial, especially when they're like a big, close combat, punchy piece. And so, yeah, he's just yeah, still real bad. He's rough. He's rough. Uh, and then the worst figure of the year goes to, no surprise to anybody, uh, Just League Unlimited Superman. Man, he's just awful. So yeah. bad. I completely forgot about him and how much I trash talked him when we first got that preview. It was I, I think it shows just how bad he is. You like you wanted to forget about him. I th- you like yeah, blocked him from your memory. Truly. Uh I think uh I almost completely wrote off that set 
just based on that one preview. I was like, if it doesn't get a lot better than this, it's going to be a real bad set. And uh, it got a yeah. little better. So. Oh, yeah. Slightly. Slightly. And now it brings us to our last uh, category, and that is going to be the best overall figure of the year. Simeon, this is dial. This is sculpt. This is playability for like what you think and you know, what you want to play, what you like. Who's the best overall figure of 2020? One that could represent this year. So it's hard for me to not say God Emperor Doom because he had a really good sculpt. He honestly has a pretty decent dial. I wish it was a little bit better. Um, especially like, I just wish his like stop clicks were spread out more. So if I played him at 300, that's like my biggest gripe is if I played him at 300, it feels like I'm not getting my money's worth, like my, my points worth, uh, as compared to like playing him at 100. But I'm going to go with the figure that I played the most and that I see myself playing the most in the future. And Sculpt's not that bad either. It's, I mean, it's another T'Challa, so it's we've gotten enough of those Sculpts as is. But it's the number 13B Black Leopard from the Fantastic Four set. So uh, I think he's one of the most balanced figures that we've gotten in a long time. And by balanced, I mean he balances your opposing your opponent's team for you. He is balanced in that if your opponent has over six range, he doesn't do anything to them. But if they're like a six range figure, then he kind of messes with almost everything. He uh, single-handedly won me a game against a 300-point God Emperor Doom. Um, he's just a phenomenal piece, even if he's not on, like, Fantastic Four. I don't know if I'd ever play him not on Fantastic Four, but he's phenomenal, like, no matter what, for 50 points. And so I had to go with him. Uh, almost, also almost went with 1776. Um, felt weird doing that after he got errated in the same year, in, like, the same couple of months. So I decided just to go with my safe pick. Gotcha. I actually went with 1776 uh, for the same reasons I always liked him, to be honest with you. Um, his change doesn't change the way I play him personally, um, and it really was never going to anyways. The The competitive community really just kind of lost it when that happened, and uh, I always liked him for making Soldier Theme Team a named theme team. My, I've said it countless times. Uh, soldier theme team is, is my favorite. It's my favorite keyword. Soldier's an awesome keyword. Captain America has it. The majority of like patriotic style characters seem to have served uh, in our armed forces, which is amazing. Uh, so just a lot of characters like that have the soldier keyword. So I just want to play soldiers nine times out of 10. If it's a generic theme team, I'm probably playing a soldier theme team. I love the soldier keyword and you used to have theme props with it. albeit a little nerfed the normal theme props, but you still used to have theme props. And when they made that change all those years ago, I was I was really sad. I was really bummed. I like theme props. Uh, I like my soldier theme team being kind of just as good as an Avengers theme team or whatever. Um, and that hurt hurt me a lot. And I didn't play generic theme teams since then because the no theme props are just like, dang, I guess I'll just edit two or three figures to make this an Avengers theme team or to make it, uh, you know, whatever theme team, you know? So... That sucked, and it had to go to Soldier 76. He plays really well. He's got great survivability. I like his dial a lot. 
Um, he does the whole action total thing less effectively now. I don't really care. He's freaking 1776. That's awesome. To me, that's so cool. Uh, I dig it a lot. Just that's, you know, America declared her independence, which is just amazing. Uh, looks like George Washington. He's got a saber uh, on his side. Like, that's just really cool. I love kind of a lot about that figure. There's great, uh, great flavor text. We shall not allow the British to rule us. I just love that. Dude, there's just there's so much uh, crossing the Delaware is this charge. Like the American resolve is his toughness. Uh, I love it. I love I love Spider-Man 1776. So to me, he had to be my figure of the year. And he's still uh, and then 50 points, still an amazing piece to have on any team. The minus one action total doesn't really make a difference if you're taking away their autonomous and taking away a leadership like it's still a yeah really awesome really it's, it's good 50 points yeah for sure uh and then of course spider-man family uh team ability really lets him play on all sorts of stuff so i said it you know i don't play him to make a spider-man family team i play him to make a soldier uh a named theme team that's all i care about uh the 2019 figure of the year this was surprising to me looking back but i suppose it was a different era uh it went to kobik of all people Sure, she had her time in the sun. Yeah. I mean, until ID cards rotated, and then for a little bit afterwards, she was a pretty viable threat. Uh, it's hard having yeah. a, what is it, 100-point figure on your team when yeah. they really have no offensive capability. Um, 100 points for like a support figure just wasn't quite enough to keep her in rotation from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. But she had some solid strats. There's a lot of cool stuff you could do with her, but uh, it definitely seemed she was just not viable uh, after a while. Uh, but the best overall figure, kind of to my surprise, did go to 1776. Uh, we had a few votes for him for actually worst figure of the year, but due to the fact uh, not getting a lot of votes for best overall figure and then not a lot of people, uh, I don't know, just not getting the votes really hurt, uh, I think God Doom's uh, chances. But 1776 took it and i think saying that this is the year of 1776 is solid i mean he completely defined gameplay for the longest time so not the longest time for a couple of months really uh but during pretty important tournaments the world tournament as well as uh my trip to indianapolis and several other things uh but i do have to say shout out to god emperor doom to be honest with you I think if his dial was a little bit better, and I think if just more people voted in general, he probably would have won. Uh, the sculpt is amazing. His dial is solid. And I think he was a prime candidate for figure of the year. Honestly, kind of more so in 1776, but I have a special attachment to him, so I had to vote for him. Uh, and God Emperor Doom didn't have that for me. So def I mean, a for all honorable mentions, the most honorable mention definitely goes to God Emperor Doom for figure of the year. But 1776 takes the cake. Uh, and takes America back from the clutches of those evil, evil British people. Uh, and that is an end to our uh, 2020 recap award ceremony episode. Now we are going to do a community and we also have to do a Dialogue for Hero Clicks super fan. So every year we award someone the title of super fan. You can get it through our Patreon, but true super fans get it through interaction with us, interaction on our YouTube channel, on our podcast, on our posts, uh, interacting with us in general. And I actually kind of forgot to speak with Simeon a little bit before this. Uh, so I'm going to make an executive decision uh, and award our super fan of the year to none other than 
Chance McCall. If Simi, if you want to debate that right now, I'm totally cool with it. We have a ton of great prime candidates for Superfan. It actually was a little tough uh, to choose this one for how many actually awesome interaction we had this year. But I don't know. I, do you, what do you I, think? I think I have some audio footage that uh, you'll want to listen to before we cast all the votes. So yeah, oh boy. we definitely have some Chance McCall audio on file. Um, no, I'm good with Chance. I'm <laughs> okay. Chance is uh, he's been interacting in the Discord and with us, and he's been around. He's been doing stuff. He's always there to like. Uh, Make some fun jokes and usually at Calder's expense. Sadly, so, it would seem. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was tough though. Uh, Alex Morse was strong in the running. Uh, William Carl is always a strong contender in the running, stuff like that. Uh, games, guitars, uh, and something else. Kind of forgot what it was uh, on YouTube. It's the Triple G though. Uh, comments on a lot of our YouTube videos, and we really appreciate that. Uh, so like that's really awesome, but I think Chance McCall just ended up having to take it for the Dial H here, who was 2020 super fan. Uh, last year, it did go to Larry Slade, and Larry Slade did get his super fan stuff eventually. Larry Slade was just really, really new to the game, and he was awesome to interact with last year. So he definitely deserved super fan last year. And you know, Chance McCall has been a fan of the show, and I, I hate saying fan, uh, but that is what everybody, the, the guys before us, called it super fans. So I'm going to keep that going. Um, but really, you guys are like, we, no one is our fan. Let's slow down there. Uh, you guys are just listeners, supporters of the show, and just really friends, honestly. I, I wouldn't really say like fans, just like, hey, people that enjoy what we do, that's awesome. And we really appreciate it. But like, we're not famous. Let's, let's slow down there. Uh, so yeah, that is going to end our show. Super fan to Chance McCall. It was awesome. It was a great year. Okay, I shouldn't say that. Uh, it was certainly a year for Hero Clicks, and it was a unique one. I would say in both sets that came out and sets that didn't come out. Uh, we are going to do a quick community section. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Uh, Malcolm, we're going to be skipping your questions this week. This is our 2020 end of the year show. Your questions are talking about uh, 2021. Uh, so all this stuff that is of yet to come. So without ruining the sort of uh, feel that this episode is going for, we're going to save those ones for next week. Chance McCall, super fan Chance McCall writes in, as 2020 comes to a close, my question is, how has Heroclix or the community uh, made this rough year better? For me, it was when uh, prior superfan Christian Bogan uh, played with him on Roll20 after surgery when his mouth was wired shut. Simeon, uh, how has Heroclix or the community made this year a little bit better for you? Well, this year started off pretty strong, to be honest. Uh, up until March, we were having... A lot of like new players and stuff, and I hope when we get back to in-person play that all those people that started playing uh, pick it back up and continue playing. I really like that's like one of my my biggest fears and hopes is that uh, my biggest fear is that like those people will just drop out and like they'll just have forgotten about Hero Clicks over the year. Uh, but one of my biggest hopes is that when we go back, that we'll have like a full house again, and that'll be pretty awesome. But over this year. Um, there was definitely an increase in online play. I mean, there had to be. So there's that for sure. Uh, the ROC was doing their uh, win -a maps pretty consistently throughout the year up until then. And then when it like became the only way for a lot of people to play, it started exploding even more. Um, I'm not like super into those kind of things, but 
I was really, it was really cool to see all the people that hosted the new kind of interesting formats. Um, so I'm going to shout out like the Kilted Classic was really awesome. Looks like PJ's potentially doing a Golden Age version coming up sometime eventually. That'll be even cooler to have a Golden Age uh exclusivity list kind of thing where every uh, round he'll have even more stuff to have to cancel out because who knows what golden age stuff people will be playing uh the sets appeal tournament was really awesome uh playing through golden age stuff again was i wish i had lasted a little bit longer in that tournament but it was a really fun tournament while it lasted it was really fun building out of old sets even if i didn't get to like the sets that i built for and then uh, the Dishing Up Clicks tournament was also one that I participated in and was really fun. So yeah, um, just like so many different people. And so, of course, PJ from, uh, what is that, Critical Clicks, uh, the Sets Appeal tournament was Adam over at Clicks in It. And then Dishing Up Clicks was, uh, I think his name is, what is it, uh... Sparta. Are you actually of, oh, okay? Of Kratos. There we go. Um, All right. That ran that one. So that one was yeah. It was ran by the ghost of Sparta guy. Um, so yeah. Zeus. Oh, it's Zeus. Zeus was his name. All right. Very cool. Uh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, Zeus. Uh, Zeus balcony. You know the 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 end ish part on the top of the building, good old Zeus balcony. What a cool guy. Alrighty then. Uh, no, for me, uh, honestly, our YouTube channel, uh, was really fun to be able to pour, uh, creatively into a lot of the videos we did. So without sounding vain, first I'm going to say, uh, the few trips I, I was able to take the one to Indianapolis was amazing. Uh, the national guard guys, they're really cool. This one guy didn't know how Heroes was played, but he was like, you know, he's announcing, uh, all the matchups and they had a whiteboard and with like a bracket system and all this stuff. It was just ran in such like a really cool, fun way. And you know, normal Heroes tournaments kind of feel a little lifeless. Everything's online. People are just like, all right, there's the bill sheet. There are your matchups, whatever. But like these guys were announcing it. They were hyped. They were excited. They had a big whiteboard. Like I said, at the brackets, which is hilarious. It was so cool. They had raffles and everything. Like it felt, it felt like there was like life into the game when we played it down in Indianapolis. And that was, that was so awesome. And it was also like now, like the fifth time I've been to Indianapolis in three years, which is insane to me. Uh, so that was just really cool and really fun. I really liked that tournament. I was able to uh, win the sealed uh, version uh, that they had there. I had got to play a fun popper team with a lot of guys. We played, you know, Among Us on the way down. Uh, we had the pizza drawer. We had so much fun, stupid times during that trip. It was great. You know, I love going on road trips with the, with the guys, with the bros. And just being able to do that, especially after we, we had to miss out on nationals, and there wasn't real worlds and all that stuff, you know, nothing to travel to uh, playing clicks in real life. Just, it was awesome. I was very grateful that I was able to do that. Um, so yeah, that's what I will say. That's what really made, made my year, made me get through this year was being able to spend time with the bros. That was awesome. Uh, and to end the show, I do kind of want to do a quick YouTube retrospective. Um, I wanted to do this for a long time uh, on YouTube. And this, this is probably a better way to like make an edited cool video, but 
just to like go through the videos this year, guys, like we had some really good ones. I had the Captain America unboxing series. Uh, but when it really got good was when we did our first live stream. Uh, Dial It Your Hero Clicks episode 300 was live streamed. That's the first live stream since episode 100 uh, with the old guys. Or it was like episode 52. It was when they've been doing it for a year or when they got to their 100th episode. I honestly can't remember. Um, we had uh, a really fun video I enjoyed making was the Justice League Unlimited Brick unboxing. Uh, for April Fool's Day, uh, unwrapping the saran wrapped brick I had was really cool. We started Thursday Throwdown. Uh, it says eight months ago, which I believe that uh, a little bit into the year. And the Thursday Throwdown was a new weekly show, extra content we were able to make for you guys. Uh, I did my first kind of unique opening for an unboxing uh, when I shot my Fantastic Four Cosmic Clash review that I got from Alex Morse and the stadium for winning one of their tournaments, which was great. Uh, we have some gameplay from some games, but like more highlights, uh, the Black Widow set unboxing. Uh, I figured out how to put voiceover on a video and haven't done that since. Uh, we'll probably leave it there, honestly. Uh, the Fantastic Four unboxing, I got to film a really stupid intro where I tried to light my sleeve on fire for so long, and I was like, you know what? Just grab WDB40 and just shoot fire at me, okay? You know, like, it was just hilarious. I had a good time. I just wanted to, like, make fun of, the, like, the absurdity of, like, you know, Fantastic Four and stuff. So it was fun. I really heavily enjoyed that video. Uh, I made Heroclix Players Impressions Part 3 in time for Rock Nationals because I really didn't want to wait till Christmas again. And I think it's kind of lame uploading a video on Christmas when you should be spending time with your family anyways. So uh, Heroclix Players Impressions Part 3, which is one of the longer impression videos, I talk for way too much. Uh, two minutes, 50 seconds. Uh, that's our most watched YouTube video now, 405 views, where I just make fun of some hero hooks players and it's just a good time. Creatively, I've always enjoyed doing those videos. Uh, the Spider-Man unboxings, I wasted $12 on a Spider-Man costume to make that opening. Uh, and then really where it gets good is when we did the Extreme Rules set of videos. I've wanted to make this video for a long time and we were finally able to get that made this year and I cannot wait for part two with the next wave of WWE. Uh, Simeon, I've been kind of gabbing on a little bit. If you want to talk about the uh, extreme rules a little bit and just how that was just such a really crazy, cool, amazing, uh, for me, creative process, uh, as painful as it was. And I, <laughs> to like <laughs> physically do um, more so stomach wise than actual pain wise. Uh, but it was just such a cool thing being able to make these wrestling personas, these characters. Uh, I got to make the Dial H for Hero Clicks Championship belt, which I think was really cool creatively. Uh, that was awesome to do this year. And then cutting together a trailer and the promos were all just like so much fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, dude, Extreme Rules is great. I know like not everyone, I mean, clearly not everyone enjoyed uh, the Extreme Rules like content, but um doing like the old school style promos just kind of like off the cuff no like script or anything was really fun um doing the majority of everything we did in just like one take uh, there really weren't like a ton of oh, yeah. for extreme rules and just doing everything we could in one take and then trying to like cut uh while i was editing the like the big uh extreme rules the actual like video file uh, it's almost an hour and 10 minutes and there's, uh, I don't know what, like 40 minutes of gameplay in it. So 
20 minutes of that is just like yeah. cuts to other stuff. But as I was putting that together, it was just a ton of fun to like rewatch and just like see like all the ridiculous things that we were doing, knowing full well that like my neighbors were like outside, like watching for half of it. Oh yeah. And just, Oh like, yeah. Um, it's also been fun having like friends and family just randomly put that on TV uh, again at Christmas while I was uh, with my family. One of my sisters did like the YouTube cast to TV thing while I was like surrounded by people I didn't really know. And I was like, why are you doing this right now? Can you please not do this right now? I don't want to be on the TV everyone was watching football and now they're wondering what the heck is going on. Um, but yeah, extreme rules was awesome. Uh, even if you don't want to watch the hero clicks footage, you can just like skip through it. And it's an awesome, like, I don't know. We had a ton of fun doing it. It was, uh, awesome having Devin there helping us film. And I think it's probably one of like the funniest things I've done that's been recorded. So, for sure yeah yeah no it was a great time and i've had people say uh you know people have like wrote in or message and said like hey i've played this for my friends or my family they don't really care about hero hooks but they just had a great time watching it and so i you know it's good to make hero hooks content that's for hero hooks players but i'm glad that other people can watch it and just sort of like enjoy it yeah uh, to like complete the uh the youtube retrospective um I've had what people say is the best acting they've ever seen me do in the Heroclix watchlist letter clicksy uh, spoof I did. Uh, that I appreciate. Glad to know I did uh, countless plays, um, but this was the best uh, <laughs> acting I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, and then we ended it on a hot note, you could say, real spicy with Heroclix Hot Ones. Uh, this video did pretty well, hoping it was going to do a little bit better, but uh, especially for the amount of physical, oh, pain oh, yeah. that it caused us but it was one that like my family enjoyed watching that was the one video where i was like hey guys i want you to watch this because my dad's a huge fan of the hot one show we've talked about hot ones enough really on this channel but i thought that was just a great way to like end our our youtube content for the year and just it was fun we get to be really crazy creative and have a good time with the skits and dumb things that we do on youtube uh and the hero who's hot ones was just a really awesome one and i, I kind of want to do it again um but at the same time, I already I know what the pain is like, so I don't want to do it again. But uh, maybe, we'll maybe find, in the future. We'll have to find something that's as awful to eat as really hot stuff. We'll do like a fear factor thing where like you have to eat a sea oh, cucumber bugs. drink oh, ostrich ugh. eggs. And I don't know where we'll, where we'll maybe possibly not get those things. But uh, Maybe not that. <laughs> yeah, live Madagascar cockroaches. <laughs> I will import them myself. Mm. Uh, That'd be a really expensive video. But yeah, I but, my all right. true hope for 2021, uh, looking back on our content, is that we'll do one. Uh, I really hope that like more people watch the stuff because it like it's a ton of work, but I truly just do it because it's awesome to see like people react and enjoy it. Um, so I'd really oh, like yeah. it to like not necessarily like do like get more views to do better and like grow our channel or whatever, but get more views because I know that there's more people out there that would enjoy it that haven't seen it. And then two, I really hope oh, that sure. uh, moving forward, other content creators start doing like funny stuff because 
man, Heroclix is a really dry community when it comes to content. Like, sure, there's like some funny podcasts out there, but when it comes to like the the videos and stuff, there's it's pretty dry. It's pretty dry, and uh, it's a lot of how to how to play Heroclix. You know, top ten Heroclix, blah 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 blah. Uh, and you know those videos get views and good for those guys, but it's not really crazy fun to watch. And I, at the end of the day, uh, I live my life really try to live my life by this quote, but uh, have fun. Otherwise, what's the point? So I just want our content to be fun, make people smile. Otherwise, you know why? Why make it? You know. So I hope people do really genuinely enjoy the stuff we do. And, and yeah, like I know there's tons of people that like wrestling and like hero clicks that haven't seen extreme rules. I know that oh, and yeah. they, they need to be watching that stuff because it's, it's hilarious. It's great. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of I just wanted to do a quick YouTube retrospective. We talk a lot about YouTube on this show. But that's because we make really crazy, like unique content for the game. Uh, and we're pretty much we're at the show's end. This was a good 2020 wrap up. You can find us on facebook.com slash dial H for hero clicks. We're on Twitter at dial H four. That's a number four hero clicks. We're on Instagram at dial H for hero clicks. And of course, YouTube at dial H for hero clicks. You can find us pretty much anywhere. Guys, if you want to write us an email? It's dial H for hero clicks, all spelt out at gmail.com. And yeah, let us know. If you want to be on the show, feel free to message us on any of those platforms and we'll add you to the queue and try to get you guys on Simeon. Is there anything you want to say? Before we yeah. close out this end of the year wrap up so we haven't done a good bad samaritan episode in a while maybe we'll have we haven't a we need super to fan chance mccall on and he'll battle it out although I'm, I'm pretty sure he lost last time so he probably doesn't want to come back uh correct but the last thing i want to say is uh so hero cards are these special gold cards and other effects can't really no. do anything to them so no. there's like fighting for no 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 but no no gwent no witcher better. no conjunctions no prepositions nothing none of this all right none of this stop make it stop i just love please so there's this one part and you'll enjoy this part Carly. Just like a mm -hmm. random NPC is like, I just lost my son at sea. He like was swept away and his ship like crashed and he like died. And like, I don't know how to go on. And I've got like a varied way of like responding to him. And the one I choose is, hey, you want to play Gwent? And he just kind of like sulkily like nods and like shrugs his shoulders. And then I proceed to take his like money away from him. And then just like leave. Jeez. And I was like, that Why? might be the most evil thing I've done in a video game in a while. It's so sad. Like, my son was killed and like the seas took him so I can't even bury him. And I'm like, hey, how about you gamble against me? And you can't say no because you're an NPC. And the guy's like, I I guess. Oh I don't know gosh. why you're suggesting this. And then I'm like, thank you for the money. I have to leave now. And then I do. Sorry about your loser son, though. <laughs> See ya. Like, jeez, man. It might be the darkest thing I've done in a game. And I've I've played some uh, I've played Dark Souls, and that's up. a pretty dark game. But, uh, yeah, stealing a, uh, a broken man's money when he's just trying to sell his wares. He's like, how about you buy a cabbage? And I'm like, how about you gamble some money and I take it from you? And if it's you pretty wanna, messed up, Simeon. If you want to sell some wares or buy some wares, you can check out CoolStuffInc.com. 
they've got buy lists out. They'll buy your stuff from you. It's pretty cool. And then you can get uh, in-store credit and, uh, you know, use Dial 5 to get 5% off. You're making money on money. So, uh, yeah, CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find the latest HeroClix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuff.com. As always, happy trails. Yeah, seamless transition.